At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony back with you live from Circa Resort and Casino. A super fun hour ahead for you. Uh, preseason football rolls on. Have no fear. Week zero is here. College football on the brain. Uh, great guest list. Charles Arbuckle will join us at the end of the hour. Former UCLA and Indianapolis Colts tight end turn ESPN analyst. Covers a lot of ACC football. So see where he thinks. Um, uh, maybe a dark horse potentially could be in the ACC. Will Clemson really be all that? Get back to the playoff. We shall see. Uh, also, the WNBA playoffs are well underway right now. Two teams have already cemented their position in the semifinals. A couple elimination games coming up the next two days. So our WNBA expert, Danielle Alvari, also host of the Los Angeles City CityCast, will join us. See if she's got a play on the Dodgers today. Does the, the run line saga for Los Angeles continue? And, uh, of course, sports betting Hall of Famers Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo back in their usual Monday spot. My guys at the South Point looking forward to having them take us behind the counter. But like we always do to start off the program here, hot and heavy, fast and furious. Today's top five news and notes, things you need to know that affect us as betters. And we're going to start talking to preseason football because the injuries just continue to rack up all over the league. And today it's Giants first round pick Kayvon Thibodeau that's been added to that list. The former Oregon star expected to miss three to four weeks with an MCL sprain after taking a rough cut block. In, in this weekend's preseason game against Cincinnati. While the young star linebacker did tell reporters after the game, I'm good, not the case, but hopefully that doesn't take away his potential availability for week one. That is reportedly the hope from the team. Their regular season opener against the Titans is coming up here. They are getting six, total 45. Thibodeau also remains the second betting favorite to win the defensive rookie of the year at 6-1 behind only Lions rookie defensive end Aiden Hutchison. Hopefully he is okay. The ACL and meniscus were intact, so fingers crossed he gets through that sprain just fine. Number two in today's top five, Baker Mayfield has officially been named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Panthers head coach Matt Rule uh, saying that Mayfield had the edge over Sam Darnold, although league sources have said that the job was his to lose all along, basically. While Mayfield insists, though, this isn't a redemption year, he will be making that first start against a team that gave up on him as the Panthers face Cleveland Week 1. Sure to be an intriguing and emotionally charged matchup. The Panthers were as high as three-and-a-half-point dogs when the Deshaun Watson situation was all in flux. But now with Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett confirmed in those quarterback roles, 
Carolina steady one and a half point favorite total here 41 and a half. Good news and bad news in Bucks country. So let's start with the good. Tom Brady did make his return to Tampa Bay Bucks training camp this morning after an 11-day absence, according to Pro Football Network's Aaron Wilson, vacationing with his family at an exclusive resort in the Bahamas, and which is a little bit disappointing because I really was hoping that those masked singer rumors were true. TBD on that. Uh, what exactly Brady is returning to might be the bigger issue in step the bad news. His offensive line getting thinner by the day. Center Ryan Jensen, we know already out indefinitely. Tristan Wirfs day to day with an oblique strain. And now guard Aaron Stinney done for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. Stinney was in line to win the starting left guard role for the Bucks after spending the last three years as a result. Reserve, excuse me. Tampa's final preseason game is coming up Saturday at Indianapolis. Todd Bowles said he'll make his personnel decisions for the game later on in the week. Uh, not betting related, but did you see the uh, the Dana White what could have been conversation with regards to Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady in Vegas? Hey, hey, hey. Number four. Uh, anyways, back to preseason talk. Hopefully injury-free tonight. Two teams that really need all the help they can get in the Falcons and the Jets here. Atlanta, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, total 38. And I'm torn on my analysis a little bit here because Jets head coach Robert Sala says he's torn on whether or not he'll play any starters. Uh, he's been going back and forth because it's, quote, Monday night football. Wants his players to play in a heightened environment. Rain, by the way, also on the forecast today. Wouldn't be surprised to see him hold out Joe Flacco. We know Zach Wilson's already sidelined with a knee injury, so probably a good opportunity for Mike White to see some time. Desmond Ritter is expected to play the majority of the game for Atlanta here. He's been pretty decent this preseason. Line movement has been erratic throughout the week as we look through this. Atlanta opened as a one, one-and-a-half point favorite most books. Went up to three, back down to one and a half, and now, like I said, preset at that two and a half. Falcons are two and 17 against the number. Their last uh, 19 preseason games. That's not great. What would a Monday on this show be without some more Kevin Durant rumors? Here we go. The Memphis Grizzlies now reportedly interested in pursuing a trade for the net star, Pershan Sarania. Memphis makes sense as a trade partner for Brooklyn, a team with a wealth of young, talented players that the Nets could build around. However, Sharania reporting that the Grizz right now aren't willing to part ways with Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain, would rather center around a trade package for draft picks. Memphis can offer up to five first-rounders, four of which are unprotected and still include players like Brandon Clark and Zaire Williams. The Grizz are 20-1 to to win the NBA Finals at DraftKings, so middle of the pack there. Same odds to land Durant as that market is back available on the board as well. Nets remain the odds-on favorite to keep KD on the roster, followed by the Celtics at plus 225 and the Suns at 3-1. to so That's today's top five. Routed it out. Lots of, lots of NFL news as to be expected this time of year. Uh, the last... Week of preseason getting underway here, and then we are all in on ball, which is really exciting. Uh, because I'm not particularly interested in tonight's preseason game, like I said, it's kind of a bottom-of-the-barrel game with the Falcons and Jets. Uh, I'm looking ahead to week one, looking at some trends. Are the trends our friends or not? So whether or not some of these trends are worth fading or following, get into some of these lines. And why not start with game one, the first game straight out the gates, uh, in this NFL regular season with the Rams and Bills going head-to-head, defending Super Bowl champs taking on this year's Super Bowl favorite. The Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Rams. So what is the trend? The Rams are 5-0 and against the number their last five week one games. Should we take any stock in this? Uh, I'm a little bit on the fence here with this trend personally. I have not made a bet here yet, but this number has grown from Pick'em, and as it's grown piqued my interest a little bit more here as expected. L.A. perhaps getting a little disrespected at home at SoFi Stadium. The narrative around Matt Stafford's elbow potentially being a touch overblown. On the other side, the Bills, yes, probably the best team in football right now on paper, changing offensive coordinators. Buffalo has also been historically slow starting under Sean McDermott when they're not placing facing divisional opponents. Yet for as much as I want to talk myself into betting the Rams as a dog, I'm not so sure if, if I'll be able to get there just because those of you that have listened to the show know I am very high on the Buffalo Bills, very high on Josh Allen. I do think that they could potentially win the Super Bowl. I have one of those 45 to 1 tickets out on the Bills specifically to beat the Packers in an exacta. But I could see this week one game being a very back and forth one that comes down to a field goal. So it's a tentative yes. Uh, the ATS trend to continue. I, I prefer, uh, like, let's see if this number continues to go. Maybe take the three. 
Um, but I'm, I'm very high on this Bills team offensively, everything that we've seen. I mean, even in the preseason, just the depth with which they play at. And defensively, they were the best team in the league last year on that side of the ball. And all they did is upgrade, getting Von Miller from, guess who, the Los Angeles Rams. So that's an intriguing one to me. I think tentatively that trend is your friend. Rolling along here, though, the Packers one-and-a-half-point favorite at the Vikings. Divisional matchup to get us going. The trend here, the underdog, 4-1 and one against the number their last five meetings. The home team has also won and covered in each of uh, the last few meetings, which favors Minnesota here. Um, full disclosure, take this lean with a little bit of a grain of salt because I also <laughs> have a lot invested in the Minnesota Vikings this year. I think that they can win the division. I like Kevin O'Connell as coach of the year. Kirk Cousins should be primed for a special season. Mike Zimmer, I feel, really held this offense back and I don't think that'll be the case from day one. I do like the Vikings here. Dalvin Cook's healthy, going to be more involved in the receiving game. Justin Jefferson's going to light it up. And maybe I'm crazy where I'm sitting right now, but I like the idea of getting points at home in a division rivalry game. I, you see the one and a half on your screen for those of you watching uh, the stream there at home. Twos are widely available. And as the Packers offense figures out life without Devontae Adams, I lean Vikings here, and we know how many issues that Aaron Rodgers had to essentially single-handedly overcome last year. A lot of those issues on the defensive side of the ball, special teams, who's to say that those are going away? And for as great as Green Bay has been winning games under Matt LaFleur, they're still just 7-8 and eight ATS as a road favorite. So just another intriguing trend there. I do lean trend as your friend. Um, and I'm not saying that I think that the Packers are going to throw up uh, just an awful performance like they did week one of last year. But hey, if they get off to a little bit of a slow start, they figure things out. I like Minnesota here. I think we can probably get to one more. Uh, Bucks at Cowboys. The trend here, Cowboys 7-0 ATS, their last seven games as a home underdog. And I'm actually really pumped for this one. This is an interesting trend to me. Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks obviously looking to dominate the NFC South once again, but I'm not so sure that that means they're coming out to dominate Dallas out the gate week one. Brady used to be nails in season openers. Went through a stretch where he was 11-1 in those games. Last seven years have been a bit of a different story. Four and three. This game is on the road. Uh, a roster offensively that we just talked about it in today's top five has taken so many hits. Uh, two centers already injured. You're replacing three to four offensive linemen. Chris Godwin still banged up coming back from the injury. Then you see Mike Evans having the hamstring issue in camp. Uh, just for a group that's supposed to be potentially like the best wide receiver group, the best offense among the best offenses in the league this season, I'm not so sure. And while I don't have a lot of faith in Dallas long-term, short-term, why not? Like, I get so much is on the shoulder of Dak Prescott, but he is an incredible player when healthy. And they were a covering machine a year ago. You got Zeke healthy, Tony Pollard, one of the best, if not the best RB2s in the game. Yes, some figuring out to do on their end in the wide receiver room as well, but you still got C.D. Lamb now leading the way. I... These are all leans. I am a week one better the week of the games. Personally, that's more so how I like to approach things, except for the plus points that I took on the Panthers when everything was in flux for that game against the Browns. So these are just leans. But so far, a lot of a lot of trends I kind of think are your friends in these cases. Plenty more still to get to here on My Guys in the Desert. On the other side of the break, my guys at the South Point, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, will go behind the counter. What's going on with the Yankees, by the way? Have those odds adjusted yet? Because they need to. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Was a great weekend uh, for betters all over the place. Big UFC upset, MLB craziness, preseason football in full swing. And, of course, we're getting into zero week. So a lot to break down with my guys at the South Point. Sports betting Hall of Famers Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo. Uh, My guy Jimmy, back from a bit of a hiatus. We have missed you, my friend. But welcome in. Thanks for doing this on a Monday. It's my pleasure, young man, young lady. Let me tell you something. Back in Trafford, you're a big hit. Everybody wants to know about Stormy. I said, she's exactly what I see on television. And and here we go quickly. I I handed out lottery tickets. I went to the park. I got Ronnie Nunn's autograph. I went and did a lot of things I normally wouldn't do. I walked up the slant. So stuff like that is really good to get an, an old man 76 years old. One more thing out there from Dom's Pizzeria. Tomorrow... Between 5 and 6 o'clock, go to Dom's, order a pizza. I'll pay for it. Ooh. Just send me the money. It was a great trip, my friend. I'm all juiced up. Let's get let's get to football. Good. We missed you. Yeah, and you're making me hungry now, too. But you said it. Let's get to football. <laughs> um, how has the preseason been treating you guys? And obviously, one game tonight with the Falcons and Jets going head-to-head. Are you, are you seeing some play on two of the teams that we largely think could be not so great this year overall? What do you think? Seeing plenty of play, Stormy, because it's it's the only game. It's the last game of uh, of week two, right? Although the the weather looks pretty bad there. Jimmy and I were just looking at a uh, a, a, yeah, a picture little rainy. of uh, MetLife Stadium. It looks uh, looks pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty damp. Uh, but the uh, uh, the game uh, right now, the Falcons still two. The total down to thirty nine. Remember last week we talked about how much higher the totals were this week. Uh, than uh, compared to week one. And that was also not only a reflection of how the games played out, but also how they were bet. So mm-hmm. um, very strong. And I think, Jimmy, we'll see probably a little bit stronger action this week in mm-hmm. preseason week three for two reasons. One is uh, that we'll see more of the regulars, I think, for for those uh, for the start of the games mm-hmm. at least. And then, of course, college football starts on Saturday, which we'll get into. Oh, you can't believe it, kid, but here we are already. And you know what? We aren't beating the uh, football so far. Matter of fact, they mm-hmm. got us. We're not stuck a lot of money, but a lot of the moves really got there, and they got there easily. So maybe we, as bookmakers, look at it a little bit different with the upcoming years because mm-hmm. they are surely, surely having the best of us. And, you know, when you look at this stuff and you want to say, are you think there's too many injuries to key players playing these games that still doesn't mean yeah. much? Yeah, no, I think uh, that's something that we've obviously got to keep an eye on. And when you, you know, I mean, the players do have to work out. They do have to play. Uh, but there is the risk of injury, and we did see some. And obviously in the Giants game, we talked uh, last week about uh, the Bears and their injuries. Uh, the Steelers have incurred some injuries mm-hmm. as well. So uh, it, it bears watching to see 
how these injuries are going to play out, not just for the teams as they sit, but what uh, will there possibly be other moves that they make to have to address those injuries, particularly to key players, skill position players? Yeah, and then, I mean, Exhibit A yesterday, right, with what happened to Kayvon Thibodeau with the Giants in that game, and yep. it's, it's unfortunate. It reminds you so much of college football bowl season, right, and players not wanting to play for those reasons for their NFL future, <laughs> and then you see guys out here in the preseason, and you don't want to play a lot of your starters because of those risks, and then you see what happens. Um, last block, we were talking a lot about NFL Week 1 and some of those interesting lines. We saw the news today that Baker Mayfield has officially been named the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers instead of Sam Darnold. But was that already kind of in your guys' minds? I feel like we've all kind of assumed it would be him. It would be more of a shock if it ultimately was Darnold. But from a betting perspective, anything adjusted on your end? Well, two things uh, from this side. You know, again, with the injury thing, uh, Stormy, it's just like these guys are in shape 12 months out of a year. I mean, I think it's getting to the point in time where say, you know, we really don't have to do this as much and as hard as we do. So I think that that's going to be a big, big issue. As far as like the numbers so far, uh, there, there was, there's been some movement. Obviously now when you're the player and we're the catcher, I mean, you can obviously make up your own mind. Now it's our, it's our, obviously observation to say, what do we adjust these things to? Uh, is, is the, well, is a tackle the left tackle going to play or not? Mm -hmm. Does it mean a half a point like he it once did? So uh, there's a lot more like digging into things. And that's why I see Chris uh, uh, at, at his desk for like, 10 hours a day because it's a little bit of a guessing game. But right now, you know, we're the ones losing on the guessing game. Yeah, Stormy, in, uh, in terms of the Panthers, once they made the deal for uh, Baker Mayfield, it kind of, you know, you had to anticipate that he was at least the favorite uh, over Sam Darnold to get the job. Not a real shock. Uh, that uh, they made it official, uh, and uh, the game. Don't forget now, there were uh, the Browns, and I think in Week One we opened, you know, several months ago. By the time these games kick off, they'll be up for almost four months, which is great for business and great for us to make adjustments. Uh, the adjustment, though, once Watson uh, was announced that he was not going to play for the Browns, they initially, by the way, took the four and a half and the four, uh, and the game went down to three. Uh, at first, but the adjustment now is Carolina Panthers are one, and the total is down by a couple of points from 43.5 to 41.5. But no real shock, I don't think, uh, about uh, Baker Mayfield being named the starter there. But you know what, Stormy, you're around this racket your entire life, and you just see and feel and understand uh, what's going on. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'm joking aside, you can feel a buzz, like people sure. just waiting for this NFL. Just showed you every year, it just keeps going up and up and up. We have, I've never been involved in any sports book in my 48 years out here that like we've lost for the year. Mm -hmm. But and also to answer this, it always goes up. Maybe by just two or three percentage points, sure. but it never goes down. It's going to be an exciting year, and let's call it like it is. College is creeping up real close to the NFL. Well, we might as well just turn the page then. It is week zero, and there are some games ahead, which I want to get to. But first off, I love the four-way prop that you guys have out there on who will win the championship mm -hmm. and the categories you do. So, Vinny, I'd love for you to lay that out for us if you can. And I'm curious which one's been getting bet the most so far. Yeah, and uh, I think you you may be surprised which one is getting bet stormy. And again, let's just kind of uh, you know re recap how we got to this point. Uh, a few years ago, when we first came on the air in Visa in, in 2017, uh, Chris Andrews, Jimmy, and I sat together and said, "Who are the best four teams in college football?" And we always we you know we knew who the usual suspects were. I think that first year uh, was uh, certainly Alabama. Uh, it was Florida State at the time and uh, Oklahoma. I don't want to say Michigan. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Ohio State still. Uh, the usual suspects. But that, it was them against the field. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we fast-forwarded a couple of years, and once we got to college basketball, we started grouping teams. So this year what we put up was uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Utah, and Texas in the first group at plus 150, so 3-2. Ohio State, Clemson, Oregon, Texas A&M uh, in the second group at 2-1. to one. Georgia, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan at plus 250. And then the field, which includes uh, Miami, and the reason I bring up Miami is because they've gotten the most uh, tickets, I would say, most money over, uh, well, not the most money, but the most tickets uh, when we opened them at 100 to 1 last winter. Uh, so they're in there in the field, LSU at 18 to 1. Jimmy, a little surprised. That's the, the group that's gotten the mm -hmm. most betting attention so far. And you know what? And we talk about it quite often, and here's a good example right here. 
We don't put these things on the counter. We don't try to sell these things unless people are interested. Yeah. And it never, ever wanes this way. It goes this way. So it shows you, once again, whether it's college or pros, anytime you put something up, one of the first things we look at is, like, how many people bet this thing? Is it worth our time to go through sure. the, the aggravation of trying to do it? And, again, my friend, there's not been one thing that we've taken off the board. We just simply keep adding I'm jealous that you guys put Utah in there with Alabama because that's definitely the way I lean, but it's the favorite for a reason. So maybe you got to pull the shots with the long shot a little bit. We've only got a couple minutes left here with you fellas, and I want to make sure I pay off the tease. Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees are absolutely falling apart. They're 10 and 20 here in the second half. They've lost, I think, 15 of their last 20 games in general. How have you guys had to adjust from a bookmaking perspective for a team that everybody thought could be a, a historic team with their finish this year? Yeah, good, uh, good call, Stormy. I mean, they're now the uh, uh, the, the uh, third choice uh, behind the Dodgers uh, and the Astros. Uh, the Yankees uh, at four to one, and it sounds like a low price, but they're still the Yankees. They're still they still have a comfortable enough lead, although it's been narrowed in the AFC East to get uh, probably you know and the second best record uh, to get a buy in the first round. And again, you never know with the Yankees if they're going to go out and buy uh, you know a purchase something or make a trade something uh, to uh, to get something done, but. Certainly free-falling, uh, but uh, I, I just don't see that. I will tell you this. These two games with the Mets this week are bigger for the Yankees than they were when they played at City Field earlier this season, a couple you, weeks ago. You, you know what? The players, when I say the players, the, the younger people who always say just like to bet on baseball – we got our ass kicked the first three months, and then when the Yankees went down, we say, geez, we're going to get all our money back. Yeah. But the general public now is like actually not jumping in, even right. though those teams have lost a little bit. So uh, we got it you know, early, and we got it late. 12 minutes are never enough. I have so many more questions. Appreciate you guys so much. That's Jimmy Carroll and Vinny Maiolo, my guys at the South Point. We will continue a little baseball with Danielle Alvari as well as WNBA postseason underway when we come back. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. It's super easy to subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bon and Tony, with you rolling along here. Excited to welcome in good friend of the show, Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast. And my girl has got it made because because you've got the defending Super Bowl champs, you've got the Dodgers who are the World Series favorites and just crushing it this second half. And every time I look up at your Twitter feed, Danielle, it's just cash and tickets with the WNBA. So things are going well. I'm being very choosy with my WNBA bets. Like I sat out Sunday, actually, we had some games going on. So I've been very choosy. So I think that that's contributed to some of the success at least. Uh, but I'm hoping that it continues through playoffs. It's been a little bit crazy, a little bit hectic in playoffs, but it's really fun as a viewer, obviously. Absolutely. And I mean, let's just get right into it. Obviously, the Storm and Aces have already cemented their spots in the semifinals. Two more positions still to be determined over the next couple of days. Um, elimination game three tomorrow between the Defending champion Sky and the New York Liberty. Chicago tied the series just absolutely clobbering the Liberty that last game, 100-62. to As the series now shifts to New York, uh, Sky is six-and-a-half-point road favorite, total 166. Can Chicago bring that same intensity uh, on the road and cover the big number in this case, you think? I think they can. They're fully capable. It's terrible that they put themselves in this position. And it's really interesting, actually, because their head coach, uh, w Coach Wade, actually just was named WNBA GM of the year or, or executive of the year, if you will, because he's GM and head coach. But he was the one who was complaining about this three-game format. And lo and behold, his team is now in a sticky situation where they could have won two at home, but they let that first one go. And now they have to go to Barclays and get it done. Now, do I think that New York can win this game? Yes, we've seen them win against the Sky. And it's actually interesting because these teams have played against each other seven times this season. This will be the seventh time, actually. And Chicago has not always gotten this done. So what's really hard to bet on New York is there's so high volatility. So you're giving me seven points here. But what happens between these two teams is the Sky 
uh, blow them away like we saw in Saturday's game where they win by 20, 30 points. We've seen that twice this season already. Or Liberty sneak by and win by five, six, seven points sometimes. But we don't really know which one's going to happen here. We think the Sky are going to win the game. The Sky have not been the best at covering spreads throughout the season. But since there's that high volatility, I don't even know what the point of me taking seven with the Liberty is. If you think the Liberty are going to win this game, then take the money line. Otherwise, it stands to reason that the Sky could cover this. So the spread for me is very hard to bet at that seven number. This is a very much a live betting situation for mm. me. If the Liberty go on a run, you can get in on the Sky. And I also went over on the Sky's points. 85 and a half is the number right now. They've gone over that in four games versus New York. There was only two they didn't. One of them, they were missing their starting point guard, Courtney Vandersloot. So I like the Sky to go over 85 and a half. I also like them to win. So if you want to put like the Sky in a money line parlay with maybe the Wednesday game, you could do that and get a little bit of decent return. Well, we'll see how things play out ultimately game three at Barclay Center. So much for Kalia Copper's injury, by the way. Dropped 20 in that win, so she looked just Ooh. fine. Uh, then on Wednesday, we've got the Sun at the Wings going head-to-head. Sun, a six-and-a-half point favorite as well. Total 164 and a half. Connecticut finished the regular season on an 11-3 run. They beat Dallas game one by 25, looked poised to advance to the semis without much of a challenge, and then the Wings came to play on Sunday. They were an 11-and-a-half point dog, won by double digits, and now they get home court. So what's your approach to this game three? Funny thing is, Dallas on the road getting points. Dallas as a road dog an absolute auto bet almost, but Dallas at home, not so much. So you don't hear it very often, but Dallas at home could be a disadvantage for them somehow. And it's tough playing at Connecticut's home court as well. So I was impressed with Dallas being able to do that, but I was also not surprised by Connecticut letting one slide past the goalie here, because this is the tale of Connecticut season after season, having those top scores and all of those categories that you would use when you're handicapping and then not being able to close it out in the postseason. And it's just really tough because of course they lost Alyssa Tom earlier this season. It seems like every year they're missing a key player and they've overcome a lot, but Dallas is playing without Arike Ogunbowale, who is their leading scorer. Now, fortunately, that's opened up their offense a little bit, but it's kind of incredible. Like it's, I'm incredulous about the fact that Dallas even got one by on Connecticut. So it's also funny because I have the wings to win this series at five to one as a bet that I pointed out earlier last week. I didn't actually grab it myself. And now I'm kicking myself because I absolutely thought that this would be the situation that Dallas would be taking this back to home court and being able to possibly upset the Connecticut sun. If I had to guess one of the top seeds to m not make it through to the semifinals, the sky I'm a little bit more surprised about, but to that point, I do think the Connecticut wins this. It's a similar situation for me as what I described with New York versus Chicago, which is it's going to be a blowout like we've seen with Connecticut or Dallas is going to be sneaky and somehow get by with a six, seven point win. So giving me seven points with Dallas isn't doing a lot for me. And I'm not overly confident in Connecticut being able to cover that between the two games. I like Connecticut to cover the spread better. And if you want to parlay the sky and the sun to win, you could get that around uh, minus 120. So that would be something you get two favorites at least. We just had the WNBA finals odds up on the board. Aces, the odds on favorite minus 115. Like I said, they'll be facing the storm in the semifinals coming up soon. We don't have numbers out for that series just yet, but how do you think that those two match up? And if you could only make one bet right now with the teams available to win it all, who would you pick? The storm. I saw some books still have the storm up at six to one. And again, kicking myself because before the storm mystic series, I had my mystics 15 to one ticket. And I thought I'm going to ride with this. I'm going to go down with the ship, even though every ounce of my analysis pointed to the storm winning this into, which is what ended up happening. And I just stared at the storm sitting at plus six fifty before their win now still sitting at five to one. They're completely capable of beating the aces. They actually remind me of the Chicago sky last season. The sky went into playoffs 16 and 16, I believe. And the storm, did not have the most incredible season, but always had the players, always had the roster, the coaching, the veteran leadership that we've been there before to win a championship. And they've just kind of silently gone through the season, not playing at their absolute best basketball, but hitting the playoffs and starting to hit that corner kind of and turn that corner. We've seen the storm kind of elevate their offense in the last four or five games really of the season. And then into playoffs, they're scoring in the nineties, a hundred points and their defense is elite. And we know that not to mention it's really tough to play in Seattle, especially when it's Sue Bird's last playoff run. So 
I like the Storm as the best value on that board there, especially because the Aces are working with five players at a time, and the Storm are working with not only Brianna Stewart, MVP, Brianna Stewart level of play, but also Tina Charles. So even when Brianna Stewart's out, you still have Tina Charles to come back in. Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd's been incredible. Uh, so I actually think the Storm are hitting their stride at the exact right moment, and they could end up winning this championship. Ooh, we'll see how it plays out, especially because I know the two of the last four games of the season were played against one another, and it was the Aces that had that edge, so probably a little bit more hungry even so now here uh, getting later on in the semifinal. So it'll be an exciting matchup for sure. Here with Danielle Alvari, host of Los Angeles CityCast, also our VEASAN WNBA expert. But let's turn the page now back to some L.A. sports because while everybody's talking about the, the Yankees and Mets series that's getting started here tonight and the Yankees' downfall, the Dodgers have been steady as they come here in the second half, Danielle, and continuing run line at an insane pace. They've got the Brewers today with Julio Arias on the hill. Um, do you have any investment in today's game? Are you still Still telling people, hey, the Dodgers are going to win it all, even though they're the favorite. You might as well just buy in now. What's your feel for L.A.? Well, it's tough to say, are they going to win it all? Because we see them year over year have this incredible roster. And yet, where are all of the banners? <laughs> they don't really actually materialize, even with all of the investment in the players and, I mean, everything. So it's tough to say, oh, the Dodgers are for sure going to go on and win the World Series. I expect them to be fully capable of doing that. But have they fallen short more often than not? Yeah, that's been the case. <laughs> and this year is not really going to be a lot easier, as you pointed out. The Yankees and the Mets looming. But I do think the Dodgers have been incredible lately. To your point, they've won 17 of their last 20 straight up. A lot of of those have been by the run line, just about all of them. So I went with the run line because I'm kicking myself that I'm the host of the Los Angeles City cast, and I have not just been blindly betting the Dodgers run line for the last 20 games because think of the money I could have made. Uh, I got it around minus 125, so I'm going to ride this tonight. And of course, this is going to be one of the few that they don't <laughs> cover it. Uh, but I also thought it would be fun to do a all LA parlay. So I'm fading the Angels and uh, betting the Dodgers. So Dodgers money line and then the Tampa Bay Rays to beat the Angels also and that gets you out to like minus uh, 100 or so. It might be even money or so, but um, a little L.A. parlay. I love it when you have uh, those two teams. It's like, hey, one of these is not like the other, it seems. <laughs> one last thing before we let you go. Um, what's taking up more of your time? Preseason, uh, NFL, futures, fantasy, when it comes to the NFL, is it preseason, is it NFL futures, or is it fantasy lineup that you're checking in on? What's taking up the most of your time? Probably my fantasy lineup because I find that research overlaps the most with what I'm going to use in the regular season. I'm not a huge futures better because I hate tying my bankroll up all season long. That's just somebody that's small bankroll energy. I know, but I just, I don't like to tie my money up all season. So uh, I'm definitely looking more in the fantasy area just because I think that that the research is going to cross over the most for me in a position to get Cooper cup. I am sixth in my draft. I'm sixth. All right, so we'll see what you do with send it. help, guys. This is my second year playing fantasy. I'm still waiting for my position. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Danielle, you're the best as always. Appreciate you, and good luck with your bets. Thanks, guys. Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles CityCast, at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. And I'm telling you, every time I look up at that feed of hers, there's this little money bag emoji, cashing them tickets. So make sure you check her out. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on the program with my guy Charles Arbuckle, former UCLA Bruin and Indianapolis Colts tight end turned NFL and college football analyst. But how great is that? We go from the LA CityCast to the former LA player. Good stuff. Coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Betting Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops this Thursday. Start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, everything you could want. Remember, the only way, though, to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up for our discounted football special. Get access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for just $175 or 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the team. Become part of the sports betting network. Rolling along here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Tony with you as we welcome in my good friend Charles Arbuckle, ESPN college football analyst, former UCLA and Colts tight end, among others. Also uh, calls NFL games on Sports USA, host of Chopping It Up with Buck on ADSN. He literally does it all. And Charles, you and I were just hanging out in Charlotte for the ESPN college football meetings last week. And I asked you, hey, do you think that you would mind coming on the show anytime soon? You did not expect my first show back to get the call, did you? but I appreciate you. No, I did not, Stormy. I think uh, when you said you, you you never turned down anything, I guess you thought I felt the same way. So that's, all. <laughs> that's why you're the GOAT, Charles. Appreciate you more than you know. Uh, and very excited to get your insight, especially on the ACC. I know you've covered a lot of this conference over the years, and um, you were at the NC State spring game just a couple months ago as well. But let's start at the top of the ACC and kind of go down from there because um, Clemson saw their reign of dominance come to an end last year. They had won six straight ACC titles. They got upended last year. And now the big question for me when it comes to looking at this team that does have very high hopes of the odds-on favorite to win the conference and get back on top is – how will DJ Uyunglele play? Because this team is going to go when he goes. How do you view the Clemson Tigers this year? Yeah, Stormy, I think it's really one of those things, too, where your offensive line, you know, I mean, we, we pay so much attention to DJ and, you know, Will Shipley, who I've had on my show, and I've known his dad for years. I've known Will ever since he was in high school. I think all of those guys will play as well as this Clemson offensive line will play. Um they were really good. That was the one thing. They always had two or three guys that were kind of the rock and solid people that you could look at and say, this is the reason why Clemson is punching people in the mouth. And over the last couple of years, I didn't see that. And it's hard to say that even when they win 10 games. I think also now with the competition behind DJ, that pushes him to play better because Kay Klubnick is, is a guy that if he doesn't play well, they can put him in there. I think this defense is going to be outstanding. I mean, as much talk about the Clemson defense, I think people are sleeping on North Carolina State, but we'll get to that. But I think this Clemson defense will have three or four guys off the defensive line that will get drafted, um, you know, in, in the draft. And, and that's the kind of thing you saw when Clemson was really doing well 
and really making the, their run and beating Alabama and, you know, coming close to beating Alabama and playing every year for a championship. So I really think they're going to do it on the defensive side. I think there is going to be an adjustment from the play calling perspective because when you lose both of your coordinators, that's a change. And I don't care what people say, that's a different voice, uh, a different thing that comes through. Now, if that's a good voice and it makes a difference, the other thing with Clemson this year that they don't have that they've had in the past are some damn good wide receivers. And they have good guys, but nobody has really stood out like they have with, you know, whether it's Hopkins, whether you just go back to Mike Williams, whether you look at any of the names over the last few years where they've had guys that have just been, you know, Sammy Watkins. Every year they seem to have that go-to guy. And I don't know if we can say that about them right now from what they have coming into the season. Now, will somebody step up and do that? That's what I want to see from this Clemson offense because as much as we can put it on on DJ, when Taj was playing well, when Trevor was playing well, they had weapons that he could depend on. I think that's one of the things we have to look at to see if all those things come together to see if Clemson can get back to where they were before. Yeah, that's the thing, if it all can come together. And it's funny, like you said, though, to talk about this team coming off a down year. And they did still win 10 games. Their win total this year, by the way, set at 10 and a half. Um, they're also fourth on the odds board to win the national championship at 10 to 1 behind those upper echelon teams of Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. You mentioned people sleeping on the NC State Wolfpack. Dave Dorn's squad returns the most starters of any other team in the ACC. Um, you got to see Devin Leary and that offense up close and personal at the spring game. What did you learn about them then? And do you think if anybody were to give Clemson a run for their money for the ACC title, it would be them? It could be, Stormy. But the, the, isn't it interesting that we look at North Carolina State and they're almost like Clemson was 10 years ago. Remember when Clemson supposedly couldn't get over the hop, they couldn't get out of their own way, and now they're the, their team that everybody talks about. I think this North Carolina State team is, is, is at that point because they're not going to have a situation where they've had super seniors, where they have a quarterback who, not just the spring game, but watching, watching him the last three games of last year and just watching how he performed where he was really hot and then having Mike Glennon come to the booth and talk to us specifically about some of the work that he was doing with Devin Leary, the deep ball just, it just stands out when you watch how he's able to throw the football, how it comes out of his hand, and then talking to some of the scouts that I know, they they are really high on him. But I almost felt like he was in the witness protection program because everybody else in the league would get talked about except him. Uh, and so I think he's in a situation now where he's going to make a step, and they're going to really be good offensive line wise. Can they can they protect him? Can Icky come back? You know, somebody replace Icky who's now with the Carolina Panthers. But I also think, too, their running game. Their running game is going to have to really – he's going to have to rely on that to give them a, give him a chance to really be the successful guy that they want to in this play-action pass offense. Their defense, I mean, as much as we talk about Clemson, this defense here with Tony Gibson and what he's put together and the guys they have coming back healthy, they're going to be salty. And that's the thing I want – I'm looking forward to watching them early in the year because their schedule kind of sets up for them to, to – be in a position where they can be 4-0 or whatever their record is and they're kind of battling Clemson for that supremacy of the ACC. Both teams very well could be and probably should be undefeated going into that game in early October at Clemson. So it'll be fun to see NC State and Clemson go head-to-head -head there. Might as well just stick in North Carolina, South Carolina area. Uh, UNC Tar Heels without Sam Howell. It'll be Drake May at quarterback out the gates against Florida A. A&M this week, younger brother of the former Tar Heels hoop standout, Luke May, a guy who flipped from Alabama to, USC, to UNC in the recruitment process. But you hear Mac Brown say it was a really close competition with him and Jacoby Criswell. If May's not moving the ball or he has a bad week at practice, he could flip the tune on there. Is this one of those situations where you say, hey, if I, if I have two quarterbacks, do I really have one? What's the worry here coming into week one, week two with UNC? Yeah, I don't think even one of the guys has enough experience for them to kind of make a decision long term. So they have to keep Jacoby Criswell involved, keep him, you know, locked in. And then Drake, you know, I was there at spring and I, I really felt like coming out of spring, Drake May would be their starter, but they wouldn't give it to him because he would play well and then he wouldn't play well. You know, each guy seemed to go back and forth on how they played. I think the other thing, losing British Brooks, 
gives them an opportunity to play some guys. And, uh, there's one name that I keep hearing about, and I think if he can have a breakout season as a freshman, it's Omarion Hampton. They're supposed to have a really good one-two punch with him and George Petaway, and you've got Caleb Hood and Elijah Green also behind them, and DJ Jones, of course. So they really have to get the running game going because that's what Sam Howell was able to do, and you don't want your young quarterbacks to have to rely on their legs. You want them to be able to throw the football and be able to move the ball down the field. And when you have a guy like Josh Downs on the outside and some of the other young receivers that they have, and their tight end group is a pretty good group. The big thing for North Carolina to me is offense, I think they'll be fine. I think it's their defense. I think that's why Jay Chizik is back. I think that's why we're going to see a much improved attacking defense from North Carolina. And they're going to have to be that way, Stormy, against App State. I'm telling you, this App State team, you watch them on film, what they've been able to do the last few years. They're competitive. Chase Bryce has some experience playing much better than when he was at Duke. I think you know now that he's in a settled situation, He's got a great tandem of running backs, Nate Noel, Cameron Peoples, Anderson Castle, and Utrecht Harrington. If they play that four-headed combination, and they had a young guy coming off the bench as well. So they've got a lot of running backs, and their receiver group is good. And then the young quarterbacks from North Carolina better watch out for uh, the defensive side because Stephen Jones Jr. is one of those Thorpe, award, you know, Thorpe yeah. preseason guys. So they, they've got some... You know, this defense for uh, App State is, is going to be salty, and they love to get. They want to get you up there in the mountains and give you some good hospitality and beat the crap out of you when you get up there. <laughs> That'll be a good one, week one. Excited about it, Buck. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks for doing this. All right. That's not enough time, so many more questions, but that's our guy, Charles Arbuckle, former NFL tight end, ESPN college football analyst. Great stuff from him there. And if there's anybody that can give a true read on the tight ends group, it's that guy. Uh, Rush Hour coming up next with Femi Abebefe. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise as a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.